I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Scripture reminds us to be strong and courageous. But I wonder, have you ever considered this scripture in the context of your writing. I believe that as Christian authors, we have a responsibility to be courageous in speaking out against anti-Christian views. It's not always easy to stand up for what we believe, but it's critical that we do. Our voices need to be heard now more than ever. We just can't allow ourselves to be silenced by those who have opposing views. If we do, then darkness will win. We must courageously speak out against these views and show the world that Christianity is about love and compassion, not hatred and intolerance. And that's why I'm excited to have on the show today, Janine Bonzake. She has written a book about feminism that challenges some commonly held beliefs of the movement and challenges those of us that identify as Christians to really take a step back and assess whether we are aligning with God's word or popular worldviews. Not just so that we can check ourselves, but so that we can set the proper example and provide the proper guidance to teen girls and young adult women at a very critical juncture in their lives. So listen up and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to mimic Janine's courage in your writing. It's time to make our voices heard. Enjoy. Well, Janine, welcome to Publishing Secrets. I'm so excited to be able to sit down with you and talk about this mission that God has you on. I've had the pleasure to work with you now over the last few weeks in getting this message out to more people. And I just know that our audience is going to get some nuggets from this conversation today. You have a lot to say. Um, you are a conversation starter. That's going to be my, my yes! nickname for you. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I'm looking forward to the conversation today, but also the conversations that will follow our exactly. discussion. So audience, you are in for a treat today. Janine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel thrilled at the same time, privileged to be here to talk, just to share a piece of my heart with the world. Yes, Yes, I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes. It's about about mission. It's also, it's about sharing about something I already have since I was a child. Hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit, because, you know, every author has a different journey. And as you've just shared, you know, this is something that has been on your heart for a while. And you actually, in addition to being an author, you have your hand on a lot of different things, but all with the common goal of being able to help others. So take us to the beginning. You said this started when you were a little child. Talk to us about how 
your heart was tugged even as a little child. Exactly. Uh, there is no way I can talk about my mission without going back to my childhood. And my mother knows this. I used to play with dolls like any other girls. And I play as a caregiver. And my mother always reminds me about that. And for some reason, I was fascinated with needles. I wanted to be a nurse since I was a child. This could be related for something I had when I was a baby or something, but I always wanted to be a caregiver. And when I finished my high school, I wanted to go to a nursing school. But back at that time in Congo, my father preferred me to go to the path of becoming a doctor because according to him, being a nurse, <laughs> it was, was a, little, <laughs> a little down for me. You know, African parents, they, they want their children. There is like a diploma meet over there. She, <laughs> my father wanted me to become a doctor. And I did, I did go to a medical school in Congo for two to three years. I spent time there and the war broke in Congo in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And that uh, brought me to go in Belgium after I got a scholarship. And then in Belgium, I chose the profession of becoming a nurse. I went to a nursing school. I graduated from uh, in Belgium and I studied in French and out in, Bridge, in, in Belgium, to cut the little story, the long story short, I am a nurse today. So back in my profession of nurse, I am a almost 15 years mother baby nurse, certified maternal baby nurse. And that can tell that it has been long that I wanted to be a caregiver, not only a caregiver, but to take care also about the issue of women and children. So my goal is to spread awareness about the importance of fighting women's rights. And at the same time, to be able to preserve our unique identities as women. Wow. As there's so much in there, Janine. Let's let's break that down a little bit for the audience. So you had a desire to take care of people from the time you were a little kid. You decided to follow the path of becoming a nurse versus a doctor. And you've yes. been taking care of babies. <laughs> yes. For, yes. For, for mother for, and babies. Mothers and babies for, for 15 Nearly years. Enough. And so now you have this passion and this heart for helping young women to find their place in the world. So you've seen them from the time they're a little baby, but you've also had the, the pleasure of being a mom yourself and seeing your daughters grow up and uh, being able to interact with so many young women. And as a result of that, there's this passion, this desire that you have to help them to figure out what their place is in the world, not just based on what society says, but based on what the word of God says. So I, I heard you say exactly. something really important is we have to, and this is for everyone that is listening to us, whether it's a teen, it's a young adult, or you're 60, 70 years old, it doesn't matter what stage of life that you're in. We have to make sure that we are staying in tune with what God says about us 
and who God says we are. And that's so important because in this feminist space that you are in, there are different viewpoints about how to tackle this. And you have made it very clear here as you were just speaking that this is not just a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. And that's what I love about the work that you're doing is that you're stepping into this feminist space and saying, hey, yes, we need to fight for equality. Yes, we need to make sure that we get equal pay. And we'll get into some of these these topics. But don't forget that it's not you that's going to make this happen in your own effort. Exactly. You've got to use spiritual, um, spiritual tools as well as practical tools. Exactly. Yeah, it's that. And on top of that, like I say, I already had this burden since my childhood to take care to take care of others. And on top of that, I came from a place, my birthplace, Bukavu. There was so much going on there. In Bukavu from uh, the 90s and 2000 and so, there was this plague called um, rape weapon of war. Several millions of women were raped. So the offender will use a rape as a weapon of war to go and rape women. And those women were raped. The men will free away the society and the women will be left alone in children out of shame, guilt, and left by themselves. The purpose of doing this is to evacuate the place and to take the place in order to take minerals from the place. This is a well-known documented tragedy and it's it's everywhere every no every it's it's everywhere so i this is my birthplace it's bukavu it's goma it's the eastern of congo so after that and i'm already someone who already taking care of people of women of children so i have relatives living there so around 2014, we decided to create this nonprofit organization to help them uh, to go through some issue. And among all these women and children, some, a lot of, of them are so resilient. They want help. They do not want to dwell on their sorrows and pain. They want to come out, out of all this. They want to make their lives something girls who want to go to school they want to get education women who want to go to farm they want to go back to work so uh, that's where uh, here i talk about this because it has to be uh, said but that welcome from our hearts to start this non-profit organization that is called association of uh, um, development in kivu adk adk so we started with some young people in Bukavu, and there we tried to help these women, these girls to go to school by uh, giving them small scholarship. It's, it's 100, it's something like that, and a small amount of money to start up business, entrepreneurship. Those women are resilient. They want to go to school, they want to become People, they want to become what God has called them to be in societies. Wow. That's really, really powerful. I I know that was one of the things that when we connected, that really, really drew me into you. It's like, wow, she really has 
a heart for people. And it's not just lip service. You have been putting your love for people into action by going out to a population of people, these women that many people have forgotten, that maybe many people have written off. And you're saying, no, there, God still has a plan for you. And we're, and not only does God still have a plan for you, we're going to come alongside you and help you to get on track with that plan. And that's what your nonprofit does. So talk to us about how you decided, what led you to decide to take your heart, your passion for people and pour it into this book. Talk to us about your latest book project. So coming back to the book, the book has a um, three structure, three structure of, of uh, I mean, for thinking about to start the book. The first one, the book came of my daughter asking me question about feminism. That came from my first daughter while she was a senior high school. She came to me and asked me question about feminism. At that time, I kind of ignored her, but I kept my question in the back of my head. And at that time, I called my sister. I said, well, this girl is asking me this question about feminism. And at the same time, my daughter said to me, they had, she had a 21 years daughter too, who said to her at the exact same, same time, because of feminism, in the name of feminism, she will not wash dishes. Things like that, small thing, yes. Yes, she told me, say, oh, I have here, she's saying that she, why she's the only one to go wash dishes after we eat, because she has a boy and a girl. And she starts bringing up this thing, she will not learn to cook. It can, boys can do that too. So all these things put in mind, and I, I discussed that with my, 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 my sister in Canada. Then after that, two years later, in 2021, my daughter, my 13 years old daughter coming from school, she came, she said, hey, mom, today our teacher talked to us about feminism. I said, okay, what should, what should this, your, your teacher said? And she's like, okay, she said, but in such such years in India, they used to kill uh, baby girls because they were they, they thought they thought they were unuseless. And we we went in in sort of discussion with my daughter. And from that time on, from the time she said their teacher introduced that subject, I noticed that my daughter started asking me questions as Hey, mom, you already have two girls. Did you already wanted to have a third girl? Hmm. Hey, did you do a sonogram while you were pregnant of me? And she will go to her dad to ask the same question, the exact same question. She wanted to make sure she was wanted as a girl. She was hmm. loved. She was considered. She wanted to know we valued her even while she was in my belly. She wanted to know that. She wanted to make sure. Wow. And I was struggling with anxiety and depression, no sleep. Until one morning, I decided to come to this table. I'm sitting with you today to start writing. My husband woke up early in the morning. I said, what are you doing? I'm writing a book. That's how my book came to life. And on this book, I pour out my heart. I pour out this issue. I pour out all this question from my daughter, for, from my daughter's friend, from my sister's daughter. I put all this in this book 
And I took the Bible and I just let my heart speak and the Holy Spirit speak to me because I didn't relate to what I read, the book I read because I was trying to find so many books to read, to try to answer to my daughters, but I was not really satisfied about what I found out. Yeah. I had to go with my heart. I have to go with the Holy Spirit and I have just to stand up and say, okay, today I'm writing this book. That the book, that's how this book came out. So you had, you know, the questions, the questions that we tend to ask when we're trying to find our way in life. Your daughter started asking these really tough questions. Um, and as parents sometimes do, you ignored her for a while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then Ooh. as often happens with God, as you have pointed out, is if there's something that he wants us to do, he doesn't let us off the hook. People might let us off the hook. Your daughter may have eventually moved on and, and, uh, and, and let you get by with it, but God was still working on you. And, you know, one of the things that you pointed out, I, I just want to reiterate this for our listening audience, because many of you um, have books that are in you. And Janine has pointed out something here is that sometimes, it's not always the case, but sometimes when we are not being obedient to what God is calling us to do, that it can literally bring about sickness Exactly. Because we are not following through on what God has told us to do. So mind, body, and spirit are connected and we've got to be in alignment with the mission and the message that God has given us. So if somebody is listening to us today, I want you to just do a little heart check. Is there something that God has asked you to do that you haven't taken action on yet? If the answer is yes, I want to challenge you today to take action on what God has called you to do. You are going to be blessed. You're going to find that you're going to be, you're going to be feeling more free um, as a result of exactly. saying yes. But also so many people are going to be blessed because you said yes. There are people literally waiting on your message. So the longer that you wait, the longer that they are missing out. So don't let that happen to you. Exactly. That was funny because my mother, she knows me so well, as exactly I know my daughters. She said, after I released the book, my anxiety decreased, my depression decreased, my sleep got so much better and everything else. And my mother called me, I said, oh, I knew you had something you had to release from a long time ago. She knew that. That's how mothers are. My mom tells me all the time, I'm going to always be your mother, no matter how old you get. Yes. <laughs> mothers, yes. Just, mothers just know. And what I love about your, your book too, I want to make sure that the audience also has a good picture of, of what they can expect um, exactly. if they head out and check out your book on feminism. So you're painting a picture of the differences between, as you have said, secular feminism and biblical feminism. So you actually took the time to explore what God's word says about men and women. Um, you've also taken into account the experiences that you've had with your daughters and, and others, and you've taken all of that, pulled it together and outlined principles um, 
for that young teen, that young woman that's struggling to find her place in the world. As I was reading your book, I felt like it, it even though you were writing to your daughter, it, it was like you were thinking of everyone who would read this book as one of your, your, your children, like your, your mama Janine, and you're sitting them down and, and trying you. to help them to understand <laughs> what they need to know in this very confusing world. So let's talk for a few minutes. We, we are running and time goes so fast. We're running out of time, but I want to give the audience a picture of some of the principles. So can you highlight one of the principles from the book that you think will really be a blessing to our audience? Exactly. Uh, the principle number one is rooted in Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And when people read this, they should understand that they, our unique identity is fully revealed in this section of Genesis. And we women and girls, we are created at the image of God. There is no inferior, there is no superior here. So God created all of us at the image, at his image. Mm -hmm. And I tell girls to look at, at themselves in the mirror and tell themselves that they were created at the image of God, that they should not be in perpetual competition with the opposite sex That's good. to assert themselves. That's good. I, I yeah. love that because, you know, as I think about that passage of scripture, I, I've read it many times that we're created in the image of God, but I, I never really thought about it from the perspective of making it really personal to me. And what I hear you saying is as young um, teens and uh, young adults are reading this passage that they need to make it personal that that God made me in the image of God just as I am like I don't need to transform exactly. into trying to be somebody else I don't need to compete with this person and that person I am made in the image of God and and what my number one priority as we have talked about a little bit earlier my number one priority is what does God say about me? And what does God want me to do? He planned, as you said about your daughter, yes. you planned for her to be here, but God also planned for us to be here. And there is a unique mission. There is a unique calling that he has for us. And so I love that that's the first principle in your book where you're challenging us uh, to, to really grab a hold of that and realize that you, yes, you, whoever is listening to this right now, you were created in the image of God. He has a plan for you and you must be focused above all else on getting in alignment with that plan that God has for you. So Janine, I want to make sure that our listening audience has a chance to learn more about you and your book. So Will you share with us, first of all, give us the full name of the book so that everyone knows what to look for, um, and then tell us where we can go online in order to check out a copy of the book. Okay. The, the title of the book is Feminism, Right of Reply to Our Daughters. It's on Amazon right now, and uh, they can also go to my website, www.janinebanza.com. Banza.com. That's easy to find. <laughs> and they can also go to um, 
register for the class. Actually, if when they register for the class, that's the master class that's going to be on October 27 at 6.30 p.m. EST, when you go on my website, you register for class, you get a free candle. If I get your email, you'll get a free candle from Amazon and you you read this book, this interesting book. And this book gives you opportunity to open conversation with your daughter, with your granddaughter. And um, yes, that's about the book. They can find it at amazon.com, janinebanza.com. Thank you. Yes, yes. So listening family, I want you to head on over to www.janinebanza.com. Now we were, we were laughing a little bit earlier because you will see on the cover of Janine's book that it's listed as Janine Bonza K. So (laughs) I cannot say, I cannot say properly the full last name. Um, And, and Janine has given me a pass to refer to her as Janine Bonza K. And so listening audience, you have a pass too. So head on over to JanineBonza.com. Register for the masterclass. You'll get an opportunity to get a free copy of the book. As Janine has said, to spark conversations. Um, This is not about whether you agree or disagree per se, um, but to have some open and honest conversation about topics that are on the minds of young women. So if you have a young teen girl or a young adult woman that you care about and you want to see her find her place in the world, this book is going to give you a preview into some of the thoughts, some of the things that may be on her mind so that you guys can have some discussions about these things. Um, And just having discussion tends to bring about clarity. These women want to be heard. Yes. Yes. I would like also to add that these bring these books is really a conversation starter. It's also explained in simple words. My daughter said that. My daughter said to her friend, it's explained in simple words, like topic that we can treat as taboos. You know, it talks about unreconciliable natural characteristic about boys and girls. It talks about complementarity to make a beautiful world where each one is valued and respected. It's an open conversation about gender confusion, kitchen role, breastfeeding, bonding with babies, women's celibacy and how it's perceived in society. The present, the pressure society puts on women to get married, especially in Africa. This book specify marriage, women oppression. It also mentions special consideration about abuse of women in Africa and so many other aspects. This is not a book to miss. Mm -hmm. This is not a book to miss. You've heard it from Janine yourself. Go ahead, head on over um, and sign up for the class. You'll get an opportunity to get a copy of this book and start some great discussions. Janine, before you go, I want to circle back to your journey as an author. You know, many of the people that are listening to us right now are sitting, probably sitting on book ideas that God has given them. Um, and, and maybe they're struggling a little bit to find the courage to move to move forward, or maybe they're procrastinating because they have so many other things that they feel that they need to do. What is your number one piece of advice to that person that's listening to us today? 
yes, the the first person of diaspora people was pro. I'm I was a I'm still a big procrastinator. <laughs> I'm still. So I'll tell them nothing will ever come perfect for you to do what God I'll call you to be. You will never have the perfect finances. Just go ahead and get started. I love that. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been fabulous. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.